Andrew Friedman has delivered again. The Dodgers have a new outfielder, and his name is Tasker Hernandez. We talk about what the deal is, what it brings to the Dodgers, what it means for the Dodgers roster, and what it means for the 40-man roster. There's a lot to get into, so let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code Locked On to get $20 off that order. That's J A S E medical.com. This is the Daily Podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked on Dodgers. And if you want to become one of our favorite listeners, that's called an everyday or all you have to do is listen or watch every day or as close to it as possible. And that's all you have to do. If you're not an everydayer, please think about becoming one. And the easiest way to do so is by subscribing once again, wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. If this is your first time listening watching, welcome. I am Vince Samperio, joined by my co-host Jeff Snyder. And we are both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team in a variety of ways over the last few years. Uh, this podcast being one of those ways. And we're just guys that love to talk about Dodgers, love to talk about baseball. And we're here to bring you some what we believe are smart and rational thoughts about the Dodgers. And uh, that's what we're here to do today. And we have some news to talk about, Jeff. The Dodgers are reportedly in agreement on a deal with Tasker Hernandez. One year, $23.5 million with some deferrals. Jeff Passan broke the news, a bunch of confirmations after the fact. Of, after all the talk of he wanted multi-year deals and after all the talk of, oh, you know, the Dodgers might not be the front runners anymore and then they were the front runners and then everything else. It seems like kind of the way this offseason has gone. Uh, at the end of the day, the Dodgers get the guy that – they wanted and that most of us wanted. Yeah. It, according to Passon, Tay Oscar had some multi-year contracts offers and uh, he chose to go with the Dodgers because uh, presumably he liked his chances of winning a little bit more with the team that is going all in on winning and was already a good team to start with. Uh, so yeah. I, and earlier in the day, Andrew Friedman was on MLB network and said that what he was working on, was an outfielder who mashes lefties and can hold his own against righties. And that, I mean, basically that was either Teoscar or, or Rosarena. You know, um, when, when you use the word mash, like Tommy Pham, you know, a lot of these other guys we've talked about as possibilities, none of them are lefty mashers. Uh, and, you know, it, it really came down to those two guys. And, and so uh, after that report, uh, I mean, that, that wasn't even a report. It was Jim Bowden who tweeted it out, but it was literally straight from the horse's mouth of Andrew Friedman. So we knew there was something big happening. And uh, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about T. Oscar. Yeah. Like we talked, I mean, we just talked about him last week and, you know, kind of what he, what he brought to the team, but yeah, we don't know. We, so, so far all we've heard about one of those multi-year deals was the Boston Red Sox, the, you know, little engine that could Boston Red Sox who could only muster up an offer of two years and 28 million, according to Chris Cotillo. So, 
yeah, he, if he had multi-year offers like that and the Dodgers came in with $23.5 million for one year, I could understand why he took this deal. There are deferrals, not significant enough to make a huge difference, uh, but it, it it was, I think they said, 8.5 mil over a, a year span in the starting in 2030-something. So uh, it doesn't mean too much for the Dodgers, especially for the CBT. They're going to be over uh, that 297 now, I believe. But, yeah, I mean, this is the guy that we've talked about if more than a few times and basically the guy that we kind of wanted that that other than Randy, who, you know, would have to have come by trade and would have – needed the raise to be a willing partner where here you just have to sign the guy. You don't have to make a deal for him. And yeah, I mean, I guess before we talk about exactly what he brings to the team, one year, one year deals are, are all good, right? For the most part. Yeah. I don't think there's any such thing as a bad one year deal. Um, we saw it with Jason Hayward last year. We've seen it even on the other side, you know, we saw it with Noah Syndergaard last year too. Uh, yeah. You know, it was one year, so they're not locked into anything. And uh, if, everything goes great well then the oscars is a free agent again next year and the dodgers can sign him to a longer term deal if you know you assume if Teoscar wins a world series with the dodgers this year he'll he'll be at least open to the idea of coming back on a longer term deal and uh if the dodgers win a world series with him that probably means that he bounced back from his his down year in 2023 so you know it's really a the the potential downside is that that Teoscar has a monster season and then chooses to leave him for agency. But when in, whenever the potential downside includes the guy you just signed being awesome, that, that's a downside you're willing to risk. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so we'll look at, you know, what he brings to the team. And you know, obviously he brings power. He's, he's hit at least 25 homers in the last three seasons. Uh, if you go back all the way to 2019, he's hit at least 25 homers in all those seasons, obviously minus 2020, when he had 16 uh, in, in 50 games played. So he brings the power. He does strike out a lot. We talked about it a little bit, how in the past, how he's not a prototypical, you know, Dodger guy and in the sense of high on base or, or, you know, not big strikeout, but also a guy that walks. He's not that type of guy. He had a little bit of a down year last year in Seattle, but you know, the, all his years in Toronto were, were really, really good. And there's nothing that kind of shows that, he got that much worse. His strikeout rate was a little bit higher last year, uh, but he was still up there in hard hit percentage and barrel percentage. So for what the Dodgers need, kind of how we've mentioned before, he's going to bat sixth or seventh in this lineup against righties. He might bat, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth in this lineup against lefties. He's not going to be counted on to do two. Like he's not counted on to be that guy. And that might help out. Yeah, it was funny. I saw a couple people put out projected lineups after this news broke, and I saw Rosarena. Rosarena, I saw Teoscar anywhere from fourth to eighth in this lineup. And yeah, you could see. I mean, eighth is probably a little low, uh, assuming Jason Hayward and Gavin Lux are both in the lineup. Uh, realistically, even like other than the fact that all three guys are left-handed, a uh, bottom three of Hayward. Outman and Lux in some order uh, makes a lot of sense. They, they, they might try to break up the lefties. Uh, so we might not see exactly that, but uh, yeah, I mean, you could see Teoscar batting anywhere in the lineup except for one through three. And that means anywhere except the, mo the most pressure, you know? And, and so it's uh, and he's even shown signs in 2021, he, his one all-star year, his strikeout rate was only 24.9%, which is, 
higher than league average, but not by a lot, uh, and significantly lower than 30, 31.1% it was last year. Um, but you know, maybe the Dodgers, uh, might have some insights, you know, looking at tape from 2021 say, okay, well, what were you doing differently then? Because, you know, he had, he still had plenty of power that year, actually had his career high in home runs, 32 homers, 116 RBIs all in all. And, and you can see his batting average is also the highest it's ever been because when he puts the bat on the ball, he hits really well. It's just, you know, uh, he does strike out more than would be ideal, but, uh, you know, we, with the, the Dodgers lineup as it's currently constructed, uh, it's it's not so bad to add in one free swinger, one swing from a heels kind of guy because they do have a lot of patient guys, a lot of, you know, and Teoscar, he doesn't walk either. That's that's the other thing, you know. Uh, he, he's not three true outcomes. He's two true outcomes, home run or strikeout. Um, but, you know, it's uh, he, he hits really, really well when he hits the ball. Yeah, and, you know, down sixth, seventh in the lineup, fifth, sixth, seventh, wherever he's in the bat, you're not necessarily looking for an on-base guy too much. You're looking for a guy that if the guys in front of him get on base, he can, you know, power them home. And if he comes up uh, on his own, then he can power himself home and, and you know, hit some home runs. And like you said, and, and like we talked about, with this Dodgers lineup the way it is, you're a lot, you know, you can have a guy like this that's more of a free swinger, that strikes out a lot, doesn't walk a lot, that, you know, maybe doesn't fit your role. Because, you know, they've had a lot of guys that fit what they want in the past and hasn't always worked out and you know they haven't necessarily gone this route too often but you know it could work out and when it comes down to it you know with october which is what we all use wait for yeah this, he might strike out in a in a big situation possibly but he also might hit you a home run that puts a run on the board guaranteed and you know without having to string together a few hits and you know that's one of those things where a lot of the times in the postseason if you can outslug the other team you usually win more games uh, there's not too many teams that can win uh, with just base hits and everything else. So it, it's a good move for the Dodgers. There's still a lot more to get into about him. Uh, what does this mean for the rest of the offseason? What does this mean for the 40-man roster? That's coming up, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The regular season NFL is over, but that just means the playoffs are getting started, and it's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, 150 bucks in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. All you have to do is place a $5 bet. Doesn't even matter if it wins or loses. There's plenty of games to bet on this coming weekend uh, in the NFL. 150 bucks bonus bets, win or lose. There's no downside to it. So go download the FanDuel app right now, and you can check it out. And you can try find ways to spend that 150 bucks in your bonus bet. With same game parlays, there's a new explore tab where you can find bets that are trending or bets that other people are making. Hop in on the action with them. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and find other popular parlays that are going on. So go check out all that on the FanDuel app. And remember, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And remember, Locked On has two 24-7 streaming channels that might be of relevance to you. Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles are running all day long, 24-7 on YouTube. Go subscribe. Check out the top news and stories from around the sports world and from around the la sports world 
All right, Jeff. Uh, now that Teoscar is signed, uh, it would appear that the Dodgers have 13 position players that they would be comfortable with starting the regular season. Uh, do we think, or I guess we can name them real quick and then we can go through. Do we feel like that's it on the offensive side? Yeah, it's a, uh... I think it probably is, except for the fact that, uh, yeah, and we'll maybe dig into this more a little bit. Uh, they currently have 40 guys on the 40-man roster without Tay Oscar, and so they do have to subtract someone from the 40-man roster to make room for him. And if that is one of those 13 guys, and, you know, it's not entirely out of the question. I can think of one or two guys who might be options for that. Uh, so, you know, most likely – this locks up the the position player side, but you know there's still a chance that they could. Yeah, you know, although realistically, I think it would be. I I still haven't given up on Randy Rosarena because I still could picture an outfield of Tay Oscar and right Outman in center and a Rosarena and left with Jason Hayward getting a lot of starts at one of the three positions. Uh, you know, as kind of the utility outfielder who gets a you know. Uh, handful of start not a handful of starts like 70 percent of the games that right-handed pitchers start hayward is in there for somebody uh you know that that doesn't seem totally out of the picture to me since uh since we do figure they they still need to make some trades just for uh you know prospect purposes uh prospect depth all that that they have so uh you know i think they're probably done on the position player side but i could see something crazy still happening Oh, Jeff, we've been spoiled too much this offseason. Um, I mean, yeah, it's possible. It's very, it's, it's not impossible. And uh, it would make sense. And if in certain realms, yeah, I think when it comes down to, I mean, you got Freddie, Mookie, Lux, Muncie, Smith, and Barnes. And then you got Rojas. And then you got Teoscar and Hayward and Margot and Outman and Taylor. And I think realistically, the only ones that are in jeopardy on that current are Austin Barnes, who it would still be another catcher anyways um, if they go a different route or if they decide on that, which I think we're too deep into it for now, but you never know. I feel like Margot could maybe get moved if they wanted another, you know, more versatility now that they have Teoscar, who only plays outfield. They have Hayward, who only plays outfield. They have Outman, who only plays outfield. Uh, you know, they're, they're usually not as locked in in terms of outfielders like that. So, you know, Margot could get moved potentially. Chris Taylor could potentially get moved if they wanted to move off some of that salary or 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 bring in someone else that's you know that's just as versatile. Uh realistically, I think Margot's probably the only one that would make sense in that realm, unless they are really looking to get under the luxury tax. But again, if they still are going to get pitching, I think they're going over that 297 regardless. So I don't think they're worried about that. Yeah, as, as it is, they've got you know, I, I could see either of those guys, Chris Taylor or Manuel Margot, uh, being traded. Obviously, the Dodgers have a soft spot for Chris Taylor. Uh, he has a soft spot for the Dodgers. He's shown them a lot of loyalty in the past, and so uh, it it does seem like they're they would probably show him that return loyalty, um, especially because he does have so much versatility and so much potential for that matter. Uh, you know, he has been a really really good hitter at times in the past, and so. Uh, there's no reason to think he couldn't do that again. Uh, but when you've got four guys who, uh, four outfielders and all of them, 
you know, you, you can easily cover all the positions uh, in the outfield. You don't necessarily need an infielder slash outfielder, especially when you have Miguel Rojas as the backup infielder who can play all over the infield if necessary. So they could, you know, it, it would be weird to see a Dodgers team that doesn't have anybody who bounces between the infield and the outfield. I guess Mookie Betts still might a little bit in, in that situation, but uh, it's not crazy to think that they might do that. But yeah, I, I do think if they were going to bump one of those uh, 13 guys, it, it would be Margot. Uh, but yeah, realistically, it's probably it, it's probably not one of the guys who we're expecting on the big league roster who's going to going to be leaving. Yeah, we're going to save this a little bit. We can kind of get into it now because it kind of bleeds into this. The 40-man roster is full. They will have to make a move. The last time the 40-man roster was full, you know, Brian Hudson was the easy one to kind of say, okay, that's the guy that, you know, can get DFA'd and they wouldn't be hurt by it. They ended up making a trade out of it. But now with the 40-man roster, there's not necessarily one person that you can point to and say that's the guy. Uh, I guess the next one would be Ricky Venasco, but they signed him to a major league deal this offseason, which means they, you know, believe in him probably. And I don't think they would do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously something's going to have to happen. And do we think it's, uh, you know, trade comes first or a DFA forces a trade? I assume they're going to try to make a trade because, yeah, like you said, you know, I could see Gus Varland maybe. I saw somebody else throw out J.P. Fireisen's name. I don't think that one's likely because he's still got three or four years of team control left and has been very, very good when he's healthy. Uh, they traded for him and he hasn't pitched it, thrown a pitch for them yet. I think they're high on Fireisen. Uh, you know, I still think Gus Varland is the kind of guy who is more likely than not to to be playing for somebody other than the Dodgers pretty soon. Uh, simply because you know he's got good stuff, but hasn't really put it together enough to say we want this guy in the big leagues uh, on a team that plans on winning the World Series. But I don't think that that's going to come in the form of a DFA unless it's the absolute last resort. And so, uh, may th- this could spur the Dodgers into. I mean, the the other thing is, unlike with Yamamoto, there is no hurry on getting this deal finalized, and so there there's no. Uh, Yamamoto, they had to finish up by January 4th because that was his deadline. Uh, and if they were to get Shoto Imanaga, you know, that his deadline is January 11th. And so they would have to make a move. But I mean, if they don't make this signing of Teoscar official until spring training, that's not the end of the world. Not a big deal. They could even wait until, you know, after spring training starts so that they can put somebody on the 60 day IL uh, to make room for him. Uh, I, I doubt it'll go that long, but I assume that they are already on the phones working on trades uh, because like we've talked about several times, trades are likely anyway, just because, you know, when you've got Michael Bush and Miguel Vargas, who currently aren't among those 13 guys that we're talking about. And both of them should probably be playing in the major leagues in 2024. Uh, If it's not going to be with the Dodgers, it needs to be with somebody else, uh, especially, especially Bush with all of his value off his monster minor league season last year. Uh, So, I, I suspect we're going to see a trade pretty soon. Yeah, and that's uh, what else we're going to talk about. What else can be done this offseason is are the Dodgers done? We'll touch on that, uh, which might come via trade. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of life, but can we talk about preparing for those realities right now? Because according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, 
right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, which is a little unnerving. But if you want to get ahead of that, you'll be okay if you count on Jace Medical and use Jace Medical because they have a Jace case, which is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and uh, others. And all this stuff could happen to any of us, especially right now when it's uh, the cold and flu season, kids going back to school after winter break. And, uh, you know, if you have kids, you know how sick they get a lot of times and it's not always easy to get what you need. So if you want a Jace case, you want to get prepared, go to jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. So go get prepared right now with Jace Medical. Go to jacemedical.com. And if you use the offer code locked on, you'll get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Code locked on for $20 off your order. Go check it out. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to find us wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure to listen to us. Uh, we're here for you every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes. And if you want to go beyond the podcast, you can do so with subtext. All you have to do is go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on Dodgers. And you can get put into a chat with us and text us directly. And, uh, you know, if, if you would have had thoughts as soon as Tasker, the Jeff Passan tweet was released or announced, uh, you could have jumped in there and messaged with us and you could have been, you know, got our initial thoughts before we talk about it on the podcast. And there's a lot of different benefits to it throughout the year. So go check it out. All right, Jeff. So the next question now with the Dodgers is what's next? And, uh, you know, they still need need is, uh, I guess, semantics at this point, if it's a need, but they would like another starting pitcher and then potentially they would like another late inning reliever uh, now with Tasker on board, now with them officially kind of over the next uh, tax, is it time to just keep going all in? Yeah. I, when you've done what they've done this off season, uh, there's no reason to stop. I think they're still going to be smart and keep the, the luxury tax number as low as they can, but they're not going to let that stop them from making any deal. Uh, you know, and, and so, when you do have guys like Margot and Chris Taylor, both of those guys, you could save a little bit of money on luxury tax if they do move one of those guys. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be a determining factor for them at all uh, the rest of this offseason. And they have a lot of money coming off the books after the 2024 season. Uh, and, and so they can always, you know, I, I don't know if resetting the luxury tax actually getting below the first threshold is in their future anytime soon, but they could get back down you know, closer to that so that, you know, uh, get, get away from the Cohen tax and, and, you know, safely away from that next off season. Uh, but this is a season, an off season where with who was available, uh, it made sense to go all in. And then when you sign the top two free agents available, then there's absolutely no, and, and we said after they signed Otani that it made it more likely they were going to sign Yamamoto because, you do go all in. Once you get Otani, you keep going all in. And then they got Yamamoto too. So Teoscar makes sense. And I think it makes a lot of sense for them now that they haven't had to trade. I mean, they've traded just Johnny DeLuca and Ryan Pepio among young prospecty players this off season. And, and they've, they're almost done. And so I think you do go all in on 
whether it is Dylan Cease or Corbin Burns or, you know, some pitcher who is elite or close to elite. And, uh, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense for the Dodgers to really be pushing a trade like that next uh, to really lock down, you know, Shane Bieber, I'm less excited about, like, like we've talked about if class a came with them and if it was the right deal, I, I get that. And, and I, and I don't rule out the possibility of uh, the Dodgers being able to help Bieber regain some of his former glory. But, you know, I, I, Corbin Burns would obviously be still my first choice and maybe make it throw, make enough of a package to, uh, to get him to throw in Devin Williams too. You know, I, I, I want to be spoiled. Okay, Vince. Hey, I don't mind being spoiled. I'm just saying we're, there's throwing a lot out there, but I think, yeah, I mean, it's the right time to go, go all in. And I think it's one of those where you're at a point with some of these guys where they're not young prospects, the 25, 26. I mean, you know, if they weren't with the Dodgers, a lot of these guys would have already been in the majors or have be a starter somewhere, or at least gotten a full runway. You know, Miguel Vargas got somewhat of a full runway. Michael Bush hasn't, you know, guys like Landon Knack, Nick Frosso, Gavin Stone, they're all, you know, 25, 26, they're getting up there. And it's one of those where at this point it's, they're there for depth throughout the season, which, you know, makes sense. But I think, if you bring in another starter, you know, now Emmett Sheehan is that depth or Michael Grove is that depth and you can get by with that. As we've seen, they can get by with that. You know, it, it might be a little bit different in the position prospect or position side where, you know, if somebody gets hurt, there's not necessarily somebody to call up if you trade Bush and Vargas. But I think it's one of those where you trade Bush or Vargas for sure. You trade one of, you know, Frosso, Knack or Stone or somebody and you go get a top tier guy because you do have a lot of guys waiting in the wings that are younger to, to be that next step up. You know, Andy Paez is you know, 23 now. Don Russian's 22. Uh, you know, River Ryan is also up there, 25. But then you got the next group, you know, with with last guy, the guy that drafted last year, Kendall George, and you know, Tyron Lozano, Maddox Bruns. There's a lot of guys coming up through Jose Josue de, de Paula. Like, there's a lot of guys that are going to be here in the next couple of years where. You know, you're not going to have room for everybody on the current roster and the prospects that are, you know, 25, 26 and the prospects that are going to be, you know, 23, 24, 25 in the next couple of years. So I think right now is when you make that move. You obviously keep a little depth for yourself and, you know, it's going to suck for some of those guys that are might be going starting the year in AAA or moving up and down between AAA and the majors. But, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, that is interesting. You know, it's something we don't think about a lot is – the guys on the 40 man roster who aren't on the 26 man roster, that, that's usually a certain type of player. Uh, and, and the Dodgers right now don't other than Andy Pajes on the position player side, he's the only guy they have who fits that mold of young guy. Who's probably not ready for the big leagues yet. Uh, everybody else they have is, you know uh, you know, I mean, it's mostly Bush and Vargas guys who, yeah, they ought to be in the big leagues. And so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we do see both of them traded, but have, somebody coming back who's more along the lines of a uh, young guy, you know, and then there's also that triple a depth where you do have once the, the Dodgers will have several 40 man roster spots open up once spring training starts or available because of the 60 man, 60 day injured list. And so maybe you do go with like the Yanni Hernandez type, somebody who's, you know, I, although I think he was on the 40 man roster last year to start the season, but you know, somebody of that mold who, isn't on the 40 man roster, but can come up and play 
in the big leagues for you in the case of an injury, fill in for a couple of weeks and then get DFA'd or whatever. Uh, I'm also like, we, we haven't talked to, we, we mentioned him a few times, but haven't spent a lot of time on him, but Jesus Lazardo really intrigues me too. He's only 26 years old. He's left-handed. He's throws hard. He like the, the Marlins might be that I know the Marlins have a lot of arms might be open to trade him. Uh, maybe not as open since uh, Alcantara went down, but you know, also I don't know how competitive they're expecting to be. Uh, they spend zero dollars this off season. So yeah. Yeah. So, and we've heard that Lazardo might be available. He's a guy who would, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like if I was ranking Burns, Cease, and Luzardo, uh, I, I'd probably, depending on the day, I'd give you a different order every day um, because there's arguments in favor. I, but I put all three of those guys over Shane Bieber. Uh, and yeah, Luzardo would really, really excite me for a lot of reasons. And like I said, this type of roster, like depth opens you up to, you know, now – before it was Burns and Adamus. Now, you know, Burns and Devin Williams, like you mentioned, I think the the guys from Just Baseball I saw, they they put out a the Dodgers should go get Devin Williams. And I forgot what their offer, what their offer was, but uh, I w- it was one of them where I would say yes in a heartbeat. So there's other guys like that, Jesus Lazardo, other guys that are maybe two or three years away that are really good that maybe teams weren't thinking about trading. But now the Dodgers come calling and they say, hey, we got – you know, a prospect that can play second base for you right now. We got a prospect that can, you know, be in your, the back end of your rotation right now. Uh, we got a prospect, you know, whatever the case is, I think the Dodgers can open up a lot more doors. And so far, this offseason has been pretty straightforward. We thought they'd get Otani. They got Otani. When they got Otani, we thought they get Yamamoto. They got Yamamoto. Glasnow was kind of mentioned from the beginning, and they got Glasnow. And, you know, Teoscar has gotten traction the last couple weeks after those three deals, and now they got Teoscar. So, you know, we're, we're still due for – a surprise move. Yeah. And one thing that Lazardo would change that would be different from Burns or Cease is Lazardo has three year three years of team control left. And so he changes the uh the dynamic as far as what the future looks like. Uh and so we maybe would be more likely to see one of those pitching prospects heading out in a Lazardo trade than we might be in a Cease trade. Uh just because if they had Lazardo, you look at what they have next year in 2025, they already have Otani and Yamamoto and Glasnow and Miller. And, uh, you know, if you throw in Lazardo, that's, that's a starting five right there without touching, you know, any of the young guys other than Bobby Miller. And so where's Nick Frasso? Where's Michael Grove? Where's Gavin Stone? Where's Landon Knack? Where's River Ryan? All those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want some depth, but I don't know that you need an entire big league rotation waiting in triple a for you. Although last year would have been nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last year they, they didn't have it, but they got it uh, out of necessity, but yeah. I mean, not necessarily the way they wanted it. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I think there's maybe another big move coming. Uh, it would make sense and, you know, kind of give these guys, you know, Michael Bush, we, we, you know, I'm sure they like Michael Bush, but you know, you kind of kind of go with some proven production at this point and they go out and get to Oscar and they've had, you know, they bring back Hayward and guys like that. And, you know, Mookie's going to play more second base. So that basically takes away his position. So, yeah, I think, you know, we've we've said it enough times and like I said, no discredit to him, but that's just, you know, what what it is right now. Yeah. And, you know, if Devin Williams isn't on the market, uh, if Emmanuel Classe isn't coming, there's also always the Josh Hader option too. So, yeah. I mean, Hader could be the next big move, except for the fact that they already need to open up at least one 40 man roster spot. So I do think a trade is coming next, but you know, Hader wouldn't surprise me at some point before this offseason is done. 
And kind of what we saw with the Yankee trade earlier where they traded a guy on the 40-man, a prospect on the 40-man for a prospect that's not on the 40-man that could help out. So yep. that's also possible to clear some of that depth. They might go get some guys that aren't on 40-mans yet. So For sure. We'll see. There's a lot to still get into this offseason, but uh, Tasker Hernandez is here. The Dodgers have a big bat uh, in the middle to late part of the order, and uh, Dodger fans continue getting spoiled. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to check us out in the morning, your first listen, on the way to work, getting ready for work, getting ready for school, getting your kids ready uh, at the gym, whatever you're doing. We're there for you every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes. You can find us where you find podcasts and on YouTube. Coming every day or by listening or watching every day. Remember, Locked On is bringing you 24-7 streaming news on Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles on YouTube. So go check those out and subscribe. Remember, you can go be on the podcast with us and talk to us directly at joinsubtext.com slash Dodgers. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. Can DM us on there. You can DM us on there as well for any questions, comments, topics. You can also send those via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We are here every weekday morning and we hope to be here with us when you get in your car. If you're at home, text my device by podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree, you just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.